0: And here's something that you need to know about the metabolism if your goal is to lose fat. Your metabolism will do what it can to protect its energy sources, meaning when you're doing the same thing over and over again, but you're not seeing results, the thing you got to keep in mind is that your metabolism figures out how to adapt really quick. So a great way to avoid that is to learn how to move between different metabolic patterns. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, the Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, Plus, overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hey there, revver. It's me, Alicia. I'm so happy that you're here. And get your shoes on, get out, let's walk and talk, because today's Rev Your Metabolism podcast is about to drop some serious knowledge bombs. Today we're going to dive into the four metabolic patterns and how they can supercharge your fat loss journey. Buckle up, because I'm breaking down what these patterns are, and I'm going to show you how to leverage them for maximum results. How does that sound? Yeah, good. I thought so. All right. Before we get into this today, I want to just mention, if you're listening to this episode right after it airs, um, next week, December 27th, uh, there will not be a new episode. I'm taking that week off to spend with my family for the holidays. So we'll be back on track the following week, which will be January 3rd. So just giving you a little heads up. Maybe you can use this time to, to catch up <laughs> on any episodes that you're behind on. Also, remember coming up, my program, the 21-day Total Body Reset is going to be coming out in January. You do not want to miss it. 21 days. jump start totally resets your body. I'm telling you, people get really good results on this program. So if you want to go get on the wait list, you're going to want to go to stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. Remember monkey is ee, not E-Y. So stressmonkey.com TBR21, or you can always just go on down to the show notes and click the link there. Okay, let's get into this. I want to I mention something. When I start to talk about the four metabolic patterns, in the beginning, it's going to sound like, whoa, what, what are you talking about? But it will make sense, I promise. And I am going to include a little bit of the breakdown in the show notes just so that you can kind of visually see what I'm talking about. Um, but today we're going to talk about, I just want to quickly review one of the metabolic laws that we talked about in last week's podcast episode where I talked about the five metabolic laws um, because it'll tie into why these four metabolic patterns I'm going to teach you today, why they can be a huge game changer for you. Um, I want to talk about the impact of exercise on the metabolism and then we'll touch base quickly on the role of stress and the metabolism because I've talked about that in the past, but we're gonna just brush on that today. Then we'll go dive into the four metabolic states. I'm gonna explain what they are and how you would use them to your advantage. Um, and then I quickly wanna talk about before we wrap things up today, the interplay and the relationship of carbs and fat. So really quickly, Remember last week, we talked about what is the metabolism. It was a fact or fiction. And I talked about how the metabolism is a huge subject, right? It's, It's the total sum of biochemical reactions going on in your body. So that means things like releasing the hormones is your metabolism. Breaking down food is your metabolism. Moving muscle is your metabolism. The point is, your metabolism is, it's basically the way your body adapts and reacts to the outside world. And the reason I'm going over this is because this you really need to wrap your mind around this so that you can see and understand how important utilizing the four metabolic patterns can be. So again, your metabolism is simply the way your body adapts and reacts to the outside world, right? Your metabolism is really smart at figuring out what you're doing and then adapting to it. Okay, so if you're just focusing on calories in versus calories out, it's gonna be really hard to get results like that because your metabolism will adapt to that. You're you're eating less, okay, so your metabolism will downregulate and will figure out a way to survive on less calories. And then also you're doing a lot more cardio, you're moving a ton more, you're focusing on burning more calories, your body will adapt to all of these things, okay? So that's why you don't want to take on, you know, a a, a hardcore diet and a crazy workout schedule that you're not going to maintain because your metabolism will adapt to it. Okay, so again, we talked about also that what you need to learn is the way that your metabolism speaks to you and use that as your guide. So if you feel hungry when you shouldn't, you have cravings, your energy levels are low when you had plenty of sleep, right? Um, you're, you're having mood swings, you're having trouble sleeping, slow exercise recovery. That's your metabolism speak, speaking to you, right? So something is off. Now, the five laws of the metabolism we went over, I want to just talk about law number one, and that is metabolic compensation, which is why if you use the four metabolic patterns, then you can help to avoid metabolic compensation. So basically the law of compensation, should we do, do you wanna do a little a little fact or fiction here? Okay, here we go. It's time for fact or fiction. Fact or fiction, fact or fiction. You can see why I'm not a singer as a career. Okay, so here we go. The metabolic law of compensation. Fact or fiction? The metabolism will do what it can to protect its energy sources. Is that fact or fiction? I mean, you better say fact. You better know that's fact. OK, yeah, that's a fact. So you can't do the same thing over and over again. Your metabolism will like laugh at you because it's infinitely adaptable. So you're going on a diet, and it's working great, and then two weeks later, it's, your metabolism's like, hey, yo, I figured out what you were doing a long time ago, right? So it's really crucial to honor the law of metabolic compensation. And again, I got to give a shout out here to Dr. Jade Tita because all the things that we're going over today, um, you know, this is, this is stuff I learned from, from him. So I think it's a very interesting way to look at a strategy to keep your metabolism guessing on what's going on, right? Um, so you can start with eat less, exercise more. Right? That's what people say. Just eat less. Exercise more. Right? But that's going to stop working. Okay? Your body will adapt to that. And that's a hard lifestyle to maintain. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. So then you could go to eat more, exercise more. Right? Like an athlete does. They eat a bunch of food and they move their body a lot. They fuel their body so that they can perform for their sport. You could do eat less, exercise less, which we could call a European pattern, a European style. You could do eat more, exercise less, which we could call the standard American diet. The point is that people with quote unquote good metabolisms, oftentimes they just intuitively move between these these states. Right. They'll they go, let's say they go on vacation and they're, you know, for a day or two, they're eating more, but they're moving more. Right. Maybe they're doing something really active. And then towards the end of the vacation, they're kind of just laying around. So they're doing the whole eat more, exercise less. And then they get back and they're like, okay, I just have this this vacation I'm going to do eat less, exercise more, right? And then after that, they go to the eat less, exercise less. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? So in a nutshell, those are our four metabolic patterns, our four metabolic styles. And don't worry, I'm going to dig into them. And I told you when I first said it, you're going to be like, what's going on? But you'll get it. You're going to get this because you're my glorious rever, and you are a smart cookie. That's why you're here listening to this. So we really want to tune into what our metabolism is telling us, right? That way you can tell if your metabolism is adjusting and when it's adjusting. And of course, this is for somebody who wants to lose fat. And, you know, I can say if you want to lose weight, but I really don't like saying that because we want to lose fat. If you're trying to change your body shape or you want to get smaller, we want to lose fat right? Not just weight. So we talked about last week, the signs of metabolic compensation are if hunger goes up, if energy becomes unpredictable, if your cravings go up, if your mood gets wacky, if sleep gets weird, if your weight loss slash fat loss stalls, then you're in metabolic compensation and it's time to switch things up right? So are you understanding why I need you to wrap your mind around this so that now when I tell you about the four metabolic patterns, the four metabolic styles, you'll say, oh, okay, because if I'm in metabolic compensation, it's time to switch things up. Now I'll be able to toggle through different metabolic patterns. Okay? Yeah? Okay. So just remember this. If you diet down so meaning that you lo- you diet your weight down, right? So again, now now we're talking about weight loss. So all let's say all you're focused on is the number on the scale, and you're not worried about if it's fat or muscle. You just want to see that number on the scale go down. If you diet down, your metabolism becomes less efficient, right? Not to mention the hormonal disruption. This is why 90% of people regain the weight and 65% gain back even more. So understand why this is so important. If you diet your way down, focusing only on the number on the scale, you are going to be losing muscle. So now your metabolism becomes less efficient, right? So that's not a good thing. So what do we do to avoid that? We want to hold on to as much lean muscle as possible, so we want a higher protein diet and weight training, right? Strength training, resistance training. And I know I went over this last week, but I want to make sure because these are such important things for you to understand. And then I gave you a way to to know if your metabolism is talking to you. It's an acronym. Is your chem a gem? Chem is spelled C. H-E-M, like the first part of the word chemistry or chemical. Is your chem a gem? So each letter stands for something. C stands for cravings. H is hunger. E is energy. M is mood. So, and you can add on sleep. So I guess we could say, is your chems a gem? But that sounds weird. But you could add on sleep too. If these things are out of sorts, the first thing you need to do is focus on your metabolism, right? Your metabolism is not happy with you. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. That's not true. It's doing its job. Let's Let's not make this into something it's not. It's doing its job. But we want it to do what we want it to do. This doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna move on because I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole and I'll lose you. And that's not what I want to happen. All right. So your first goal is to make your chemagem. Then you can play with your carb intake, ramp up your workouts, decrease your calories because when your metabolism is happy and balanced, you can subject it to some stress. But I'm gonna go into a little bit more further detail. Um when it comes to these four metabolic patterns, what that means. So remember with exercise and metabolism, a lot of times, I and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I ha, You should see my notes on this. I was going to really dive deep, but I'm going to make it a little bit um, more of a summary here. But exercise to speed up your metabolism. So If you're building lean muscle, yes, that's for the long haul. Your metabolism is going to require more calories the more muscle you build, right? But when we're talking about, let's say, cardio, when we're focusing on burning calories through exercise, it's not as big of an impact on your your overall calorie burn as you might think. So what determines our metabolic makeup Meaning, how does movement affect the speed of our metabolism? Let me, let me word it like that. So what determines how many calories you burn in a day? There's four things. And again, don't, don't get too worried about this because there's not going to be a test. I just want to draw something to your attention when it comes to the impact of exercise on how many calories you burn over the course of a day. So there's four factors that affect the metabolism when it comes to basically how many calories you burn per day. There's BMR, which is basal metabolic rate. There's TEF, which is the thermic effect of food. There's EAT, which we often just say eat, which is exercise, activity, thermogenesis. And then there's NEAT, NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So those four things are our contributing factors into, into the calories we burn. So I think what I'm gonna do right now, it's about time for a factor fiction. What do you think? Okay, so basal metabolic rate, factor fiction. This is basically the amount of calories your body needs at rest each day to keep vital functions alive, like breathing, keeping warm. Is that fact or fiction? Yep, that's a fact. So this one, it is, you can impact your basal metabolic rate. So just think about things like, you know, things your body has to do like breathing, your heart pumping, right? this That's your basal metabolic rate. It really deter- is determined by, you know, your age, your gender, genetics. This one is far less changeable. its It's hard to impact this. We can impact it a bit, but there's one of the four that we can really impact, okay? Then we've got the thermic effect of food. This is the amount of energy required to digest and process the food you eat. So you eat food and then your body has to spend calories, use calories to process and digest that food. Protein has the highest thermic effect of food. So every time you eat, let's say 100 grams of pure protein, or I'm sorry, no, 100 calories of pure protein Okay, so let's say you're eating a piece of protein. It has 100 calories. It's going to take 20 to 25 of those calories just to process the food. Okay. I hope that makes sense. So another, another reason why we love protein. All right, moving on. I have to have a sip of my Spindrift. Hold on a second. Yes, I love Spindrift. If anybody's listening out there in Spindrift land and you'd like to um, be a sponsor for this show, Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding, but moving on. Then we have eat, E A T, that is exercise associated thermogenesis or exercise activity thermogenesis, either way. All that means is it's intentional exercise. Okay? So, going to the gym, lifting weights, running, swimming, power walking. So, just remember, Eat just means intentional exercise, whereas non-exercise activity thermogenesis, that's the energy expended for everything that is not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. So, you know, walking to your car from the grocery store, working on your computer, cleaning the house, gardening, folding the laundry, right? So this is just, think of it as movement. So I want you to think of eat as intentional exercise. And I want you to think of neat just as movement. Okay. Now here's the thing of all of these four things. The one that you have the most impact on that is changeable is neat. And this is why. So, BMR is about contributes to about 70% of the calories you burn in a day. Um, the thermic effect of food is like 5%. But this is, okay, if I've lost you, come back to me because this is the point I'm trying to make here. Eat, meaning exercise, only accounts for 5 to 10% of the calories you burn in a day. Whereas movement, non-exercise, accounts... 15 to 20% of the calories you burn in a day. So in other words, just moving your body more during the day is going to help you have more calories burned. Pretty cool, right? Okay. And then remember that there is that stress link, um, You know, we talked about this before, so I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. But basically this, we need to focus on having balanced blood sugar, I'll tell you right now, if your goal is to increase your health or to get in better shape, okay? When you are constantly stressed out, so there's three kinds of stress, okay? So people say, does stress make you fat? Well, yes and no. Because there's three different types of stress. We have moments of stress. That's normal, okay? No, moments of stress where, you know, some, and and again, I always say this because I want you to think about what your body thinks because this is like 2,000 years ago. Is something chasing me that's going to eat me? Is there a neighboring tribe chasing me, right? This is how our body is thinking from thousands of years of evolution to where we are now. So moments of stress, I got news for you, Rever. your body is meant to handle stress, okay? But unfortunately, not the type of stress that we have in our society today. So we have number one, moments of stress. Number two, chronic stress. This is the problem. And this is what a lot of us are facing. And then number three, there's exercise stress which again is, is not bad, right? We want that. So when it comes to the metabolism, the type of stress matters because the stress hormone cortisol gets released when we are stressed out. And then you have, because of the cortisol being released, it triggers the body to go into fight or flight, which increases our blood sugar. So now you have higher blood sugar. And if you're not physically fighting or fleeing, that blood sugar remains high, so the hormone insulin has to be released, and then it's gonna take that blood sugar and possibly store it as fat. So this is the problem. When we're having moments of stress, that's not a big deal, that's a natural cycle. But when it's constantly, 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 this is what's going to lead to health issues and also an inability for your body to burn fat, okay? And then exercise stress. Same thing. Our body, our body, okay, when you are intensely exercising, yes, it's going to release the hormone cortisol, but it's also going to release the hormone, human growth hormone. Those Those hormones, when they're released together, massive fat burners. And I'll tell you three reliable ways to increase growth hormone. Are you ready? Okay. Number one is getting enough sleep. Number two is adequate protein intake. And number three is intense exercise. Should I say it again? You want to lose fat? Then you want to increase human growth hormone. Getting enough sleep. Adequate protein intake and intense exercise. The moral of the story is this: not all stress is bad. The right kind of stress helps you to get healthier and in better shape. So let's stop stop saying that you know stress is bad. Okay, here we go. Let's dig in on the four metabolic states. And again, if you want a visual on this, look at the show notes. Um, I'm going to write I'm going to write them in the show notes. The four metabolic states, because it might help you to visualize it but I'm gonna give them each names to also help you understand. So we have eat less, exercise more. Then we have the opposite of that. We have eat more, exercise less. Then we have eat less, exercise less. And then we have, oh, a dog barking. Then we have eat less, exercise less, and eat more, exercise more. All right, so let's break them down and I'm gonna give them a name so that you understand what I'm talking about. So, eat less, exercise more is the one that we're mostly familiar with, right? So, let's call that the dieter style. Now, in this state, the metabolism will want to hold on to fat stores. So, you don't want to stay in this pattern for more than 10 to 14 days. So if you wanna do eat less, exercise more, go for it, but you wanna stop it after about 10 to 14 days. Then we have eat more, exercise less. We're gonna call that couch potato style. It could actually be beneficial to reverse metabolic decline, but you don't wanna stay in this pattern for more than two to three days. Let me explain this. When we're doing eat less, exercise more, the body, specifically, actually, the metabolism starts to kind of panic, right? Because you're eating a lot less and you're moving a lot more. So you're taking in less calories and you're burning more calories. You're stressing your metabolism out from two sides of the coin, which again, that might work for a bit, but then... We can undo some of this where the metabolism starts to downregulate by what they call in the fitness industry refeed days or carb feed days. So this would be the couch potato style, just meaning for a day or two, you're going to eat more calories or you're going to eat more carbs. I'm not saying to have a free-for-all. I would still recommend having healthy calories and healthy carbs, but if You do that, you're kind of soothing your metabolism, saying, it's all right, sweet metabolism. We're not in trouble. Make sense? So we went over the dieter style, and we went over the the couch potato style. Now let's move on to eat less, exercise less, which is the European style. So what would be a really great, I'm going to give you specifics here. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom, my friend. You could do on this one, three meals per day. Two of those meals are veggies and protein only. One meal you would add in starch and lots of walking, lots of movement, just like they do in Europe, right? They're constantly moving. So eat less, exercise less. We're we're just moving a lot through the day, eating three meals per day. Two of those meals are veggies and protein. And then on your third meal, you're gonna have veggies and protein, but add in starch. Then our fourth model, I'm sorry, our fourth style is eat more, exercise more. This would be the athlete style. Athletes aren't aren't trying to eat less and then think that they're going to perform better. And the funny thing is athletes have the best bodies. Why aren't we copying what they do? So this program would be looking more like, or this pattern, I should say, would look more like four meals per day. And you could say three meals per day and a snack maybe, but it would be more like four meals per day. Two of those meals would be protein and veggies only. and two of those meals, you would want to add in starch, or you could add in heavy fat in one of them. Um, and then you would want to do two to four intense workouts per week. So again, I'm telling you, you're going to want to sign up to get on that weight loss for the total body reset because I'm teaching this kind of stuff. So stressmonkey.com slash TBR21, if you want to get on the wait list. So again, Think about this, there's these four models, right? There's these four, why are you saying models? There's these four patterns, four styles, whatever you'd like to call them, the four metabolic styles. You have the eat less, exercise more, which is the dieter style. Eat more, exercise less, which is the couch potato style. The eat less, exercise less, which is the European style. And then the eat more, exercise more, which is the athlete style. I'll tell you right now, you could live in eat less, exercise less, and then eat more, exercise more, toggling back and forth between those two. And that's something that I teach in the REV method. So I just told you exactly what to do to to be in those two models. You have you know, there's different ways you could do it. You could do it day by day, or you could do it week by week. You could do it months. So other, in other words, let's, let's take it week by week. Maybe you do one week where you're going to do the athlete model. You're going to eat four meals per day. Two of those meals, you're going to add in starch. All four have veggies and protein. You're going to do two to four workouts per week, depending on your age. I personally think if you're Over 40, over 45, two workouts is gonna be enough. Then you could spend a week doing the eat less, exercise less. So now you're just focusing on getting a lot of movement, going on walks every day. Maybe you're stretching a bit here and there. And you're only gonna eat three meals per day. And two of those meals are gonna be protein and veggies only and one meal you're gonna add in starch. Easy peasy. But I do want to mention one thing before we wrap this up, and I, and I want you to understand the relationship between carbs and fat. So we always want to include veggies and protein at as many meals as we possibly can. But where we want to play with things is carbs and fat. You want to avoid high carbs and high fat if your goal is to improve your health or to lose body fat. Now, if you're young and healthy and fit, this is good information to know, but I just want you to understand that, and and I'll have to do this in another episode, but basically I want you to imagine, we're going to talk about how fat is stored. So I want you to imagine a circle. You got it? In your mind, a circle? That's your fat cell. All righty? Now... On one side of this circle, I want you to imagine two doors. Those two doors are entrances. And then on the opposite side of that circle, the fat cell, I want you to imagine one door. And that door is the exit. Are you with me so far? Now, the two entrances, that's the two ways that I don't always say, macronutrients are stored as fat, okay? So there's two ways to get fat in the fat cells. There we go. That makes more sense. One of those doors is, and I'm oversimplifying this, glucose meaning carbs, okay? The other door is fat. So you've got an entrance that goes into the fat cells, carbs that turn into glucose, right? Then you've got an entrance, for the fat cells that's fat. Those are the two ways that fat gets in the fat cells. There's only one way out, and the the exit it comes out is fat. So the point I'm trying to make here is if you're eating a lot of carbs and a lot of fat, there is a lot of availability for your fat cells to get full of fat. Is that making sense? So what I would recommend is just to be aware If you're eating something that is high carb in one meal, I would try to either have little to no fat. And again, this is if your goal is to lose body fat or you need to improve your health markers. So if you're having something that's high carb, I would try to go low fat and vice versa. If you're having something that's high fat, then try to go low carb. Okay? Did I just totally lose you? I hope not. All right, so here's where we can start, okay? This is where you can start right now. Protein and vegetables with every meal or as many meals as you possibly can. That's number one. Number two, protein. About one gram for every pound you want to weigh. How much do you want to weigh? All right, that is... The amount of grams of protein I want you to aim for every day. And if that is like out of your realm of reality right now, then just shoot for at least 100 grams of protein a day. Okay? And then number three, try to separate carbs and fat for the most part in the beginning. I know it's not going to be possible to completely do it. But again, if you're having, let's say, um, sweet potato, Try not to go crazy with fat in that meal. And I've said this on other episodes, sweet potato with cinnamon and salt is so good. I don't even put butter on mine, I just put cinnamon and salt, it's delicious. Okay, does this make sense? You go to the show notes too, and that's gonna help clear things up for you. Get on the list for the total body reset. It's gonna, I'm just gonna tell you right now, it's very, very affordable. I mean, it, uh, yeah, you're going to want to do it. It's very low risk and you're going to get results. Okay, so if if are you liking this podcast? I hope so. I love doing it. Um, if you ever have any suggestions, let me know. But it would be so wonderful if you could leave me a rating or a review. That would really help me out. So remember, next week we're not going to have a new episode coming out. I will miss you. But i got to spend some time with the fam. But I will have another episode coming out the following week on Wednesday, January 3rd. All right. Peace out, sweetheart. Happy holidays. And I will talk to you next week.